2: Hey, welcome folks, Uh, welcome, welcome, yes, I am back. Now, if you're watching on the uh, interwebs, uh, you will notice I am not in studio. (laughs) I am doing this from the comfort of my own compound. Uh, Look, folks, there's a lot to get to today, and so I just want to start rolling, but I've got to say this, finally... Uh, Unless you were under a rock last night, the Georgia Bulldogs are victorious, or I should say were victorious, last night over Alabama. Uh, So I've got a big kudos to that team, to the coaching staff. Um, They came out and uh, they did what needed to be done. I I have already seen the uh, Alabama whining going on and the uh, memes coming out. Uh, I saw one of them that was pretty funny. It said, and on this given day, for no apparent reason, Alabama forgot how to play football. (laughs) So that's just uh, kind of funny. But hey, look, kudos to the dogs, And what a game that was. If you watched it, I mean, there were, it was go down the field, kick a field goal, go down the field, kick a field goal, go down the field, kick a field goal. I mean, it looked like it was going to be very low. It was going to be a very low scoring and defensive game. But uh, then all it takes is one little mistake. You know, just as you will notice in politics that events change things, it took one event to change that game last night, and that was the pick six. Once that happened, that game was flip-flopped. And, and then Georgia ran away with a win, so kudos to Georgia for that. So uh, that's great. I think that's the first time in 40 years or, or so that uh, Georgia's brought home the national championship. So Good for them. It, it, they deserve it. They deserve it. So, uh, good for them. So, okay, so I want to just get right to things. Look, let me do this. You are listening to the On Point with Victor show. I am Victor Armenderez, and you're tuned into America's White Radio. Um, we've got to get through lots today. Uh, one of the biggest things that's happening is Biden is in Georgia. Now, you might be asking yourself, why would Biden be in Georgia? You know, I am amazed at the, I don't know how to put this, but some of the obvious political mistakes that the Democrats are making right now. I mean, I have a pretty good pulse on the minds of a Democrat, and the minds of the progressive liberal, but I am actually just a little bit put out uh, or, or at least confused at how and why, or, or why I should say, they are doing some of the things they're doing. And what I mean by that is the biggest fight they seem to be picking up right now is this voting rights law. You know, they they had to ditch Build Back Better for now. Now, folks, look, you know I've been telling you, don't trust Manchin. Uh, he's going to get back into talks with Build Back Better. They're not going to let it die. Um, at least not completely. Uh, but for now, the Democrats, I guess, are so wounded by, ha- by losing Build Back Better and not being and not able to get it passed before Christmas. So now here we are in the new year, and the Democrats are picking up this uh, voting rights, what they call voting rights. Now, look, ladies and gentlemen, any time a politician from the federal, we're talking from D.C., When politicians and bureaucrats in D.C. look to you, the American people, and they say, you're too stupid to vote. We can't rely on you to vote. And we can't rely on the states to control voting, which is the way the Constitution says. And you have these bureaucrats and Democrats in Washington saying, we need to federalize voting. You need to run away from that idea as fast as you can. And let me repeat this. When you hear federal bureaucrats and Democrats in Washington tell you and me, we the people, that we need to federalize voting, what they're telling you is you need to give up all your, whatever you think your voting right is, and give it to the federal government. They want to run the federal system. Now, if you look at throughout history, any despot, any tyrannical government, they all control voting from the top. So called voting. I mean, when you look at North Korea and you look at China and you look at some of these communist and tyrannical governments and they say they have voting, they don't have free voting. Their voting is controlled from the top. And that is the last thing you want. And you lo- I love it. And you hear the Democrats run around talk about democracy, democracy, democracy. You can't have a democracy if it's coming from the top. If, if you think you have a free democracy and you're free to vote, but yet your vote is controlled by Washington, a central federal government, then you're not having a free vote. You're not having democracy. And especially in a country like ours where we are a government by republic. We're a representative republic. And when you have that form of government, you can in no way, shape, or form allow a central federal government to control voting. You just can't. We cannot allow that. So this is why it confuses me that the Democrats are are jumping on this. Because first of all, they know if they were to scrap the filibuster and pass this voting rights law... Which let's, it's not a voting rights law. It is a takeover of the voting system. It's a national takeover of the voting system. If they were to do that, they know that the Supreme Court is going to throw that out quicker than they can bring it to the Supreme Court. So you have to ask why are they doing it? And on top of that, they can't pass this unless they scrap the filibuster. And now there's one thing I do think, I do think that Manchin and cinema will hold strong on. They're not going to give in and let this filibuster be destroyed. They're not going to do that. I, I feel confident they're not going to. And the reason I feel confident for that is because they're not the only ones that don't want to scrap the filibuster. There's Democrat in Montana. There's other Democrats across the the great nation of ours. That do not want to scrap the filibuster. They they won't be front and center. They're going to let mansion and cinema be front and center. But mansion and cinema will stand strong on the filibuster because they have plenty of Democrats behind them in hiding that agree with them. You're not going to hear this analysis on CNN or MSNBC or ABC or NBC or PBS. But I am telling you, folks, this is just an. An astute observation from your humble host, the, uh, Victor, with On Point with, with Victor. Uh, Manchin cinema are going to hold strong on the filibuster because there are other Democrats that do not want to destroy the filibuster, especially since they know, they know, folks, and trust me, the, the old guard that is the Democrats that control Washington, they know they're going to lose power in a short few months. By the time we get to November of this year, they're going to lose the House, they're going to lose the Senate. And they know that, so they don't want to destroy the filibuster. And then what's going to happen when they lose power? Now, the progressives, they're clueless, and they think they own everything. Uh, It's the old guard that's trying to posture in front of them, oh yeah, we need to get rid of the filibuster, And you've got Biden who, let's face it, he doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, But he's out there spouting, get rid of the filibuster. But I I don't think they're going to do it. So this is why I say I'm a little confused with why they're running with this take over the election, take over the voter bill. Because they can't pass it without the filibuster being scrapped. And it doesn't look like the filibuster is going to be scrapped. So you have to ask yourself, why are they doing this? And then that brings me to the title of today's show, Biden and Georgia. And you got to ask yourself, why? Why is Biden in Georgia? Well, I'm going to tell you why. You see, folks, they're running with this idea that they that the federal government needs to take over voting rights in order for you to have a real, honest election, which we know is the opposite. The Democrats want to control because they want to be able to manipulate and do whatever they can to extrapolate the votes they need to win. So when you look at Biden coming to Georgia, and Georgia for the most part is a red state, but there is a problem in Georgia. It amazes me, and you've heard me talk about this before, the Georgia GOP is intent on destroying itself. It it, It absolutely is amazing to me. But we have a Georgia GOP in the state of Georgia that is intent on destroying itself and taking the Georgia citizens down with them. So the Biden administration, the Democrats, they see an opening in Georgia and that opening has a name and that name is Stacey Abrams. So since, trust me, the Democrats know they're not going to go anywhere with this voting rights legislation. But they think they can help Stacey Abrams. And they see Georgia as as a big opening. And the only reason Georgia is an opening right now is because of the Georgia GOP. The establishment GOP in Georgia is doing their darndest to see if they can lose an election this year. When all the headwinds are against the Democrats, all the tailwinds are behind the Republicans... We can't even really contemplate how big the red wave is going to be this year, later this year in November. But the only state that may buck that trend is Georgia. And why? Because the Georgia GOP, the establishment, is hell-bent on giving the Democrats a victory. And it just blows my mind. That's why Biden is in Georgia today. Biden knows he's not coming to this state and people are going to vote for him to take over the elections and take over voting. But he thinks he can help Stacey Abrams. Because if you can fire up Stacey's base and the Democrat base, and if you can get minorities to and convince them that somehow their vote is being, um, oh, how do I say it? That their vote is being withheld or or their their vote is being suppressed, then you can fire up that base to vote for Abrams. And if that happens, while on the other side, you've got Kemp fighting with Purdue, fighting with Jones, fighting with, uh, I think, Candace Taylor's the other candidate. If we have a bloody primary on the Republican side, they spend all their money attacking each other, and then they can't raise enough money to fight Stacey Abrams, Well, then, what happens? You may have a governorship here in Georgia go to the Democrats, and what an awful, awful, awful thing that would be. So, in a nutshell, folks, that is why Biden is in the state of Georgia. Now, I hope, now look, I want everybody to be nice, but make your nice sign, get on the street, and just say, go back to Washington, Biden, go back to Delaware, or go back to your basement, we don't want you here in Georgia, and take Stacey Abrams with you. <laughs> so, but I'm afraid that the GOP in Georgia, they're so uh, in their uh, into themselves that they are just willingly taking Georgia down a really bad road. And uh, I, folks, I look. All of this can change. All of this can change. But we as a voter are going to have to stand up and make sure that we get on the right road and we don't go down this bad road just because the Georgia GOP is intent on killing itself. All right, folks, we are going to take our first break here. Don't you go anywhere. We will be right back. This is the On Point with Victor show.
0: If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at Service at Outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247, and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at Service at Outlook.com, or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential.
1: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
2: And welcome back, folks. All right, look, my friends, <laughs> did you celebrate Mary's Sixthmas last week? Oh, you don't know what Mary Sixthmas is? Well, ladies and gentlemen, the number one holiday right now for the Democrat Party and the Democrat bureaucrats and the progressives is Sixthmas. You must celebrate Sixmas. I mean, I think they, they're going to try to put people in jail for not celebrating Sixthmas. Now, what is Sixmas? Why, that would be January 6th. And according to... That bone... You know what? I I am going to try to be nice. I really am going to try to be nice. But it is so hard to be nice when Kamala Harris is a vice president that is so in over her head that... And completely... Every statement she makes is so void of intelligence. And look, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. But Kamala Harris is in way over her head. You may say that she's an academic and you may tell me all the, oh she she was a lawyer, she was this attorney general and she was a senator. Look, I don't care. You can be all of those things and be pretty stupid and she proves it every day. And it really chaps my dairy air when somebody like that comes out and and to the American people and and to the veteran it tells you, me, we, the people, the veteran, everyone, that January 6th, a a small riot that took place, which was mostly was a protest. In the words of CNN, it was mostly a peaceful protest, but it actually really was. Uh, A small part of it could qualify as a riot. And this woman, Kamala, unintelligent Harris, is trying to tell you and me and we the people and tell the veterans out there that January 6th was just as bad, if not worse, than 9-11 or better yet, worse than Pearl Harbor. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, do I need to go back and give you a history lesson on December 7th? Do I need to give you listeners? Probably not. I know I don't. But there might be some young listeners out there who teeter back and forth between um, conservatism and 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 progressivism? Who need to be taught the true history of Pearl Harbor? Um, I, I mean, to compare Pearl Pearl Harbor to January sixth, I, I mean, I can't. I there is no other way to put it, but it's a complete lack of intelligence, or she's or or. Kamala Harris, like most Democrats, could be lying through their teeth to you, the American people, because they're trying to garner uh, political capital, political power. And how sad is it that they would do such a thing? But you had Pearl Harbor, where you had innocent men and women, not just on ships. You had these men and sailors on the ships. You had women, nurses, and doctors in the hospitals that were targeted by the Japanese. Yeah, Kamala thinks that January 6th was worse than that. And then you had 9-11. You had terrorists who took over airplanes and deliberately flew full-packed passenger airplanes into buildings that they knew had people in them. And somehow to Kamala, taking an airplane, using it as a weapon, and killing thousands of Americans, somehow that's the same as a protest on January 6th. And why? Well, here's a thought. So politicians could care less, really, really, could care less about the masses of the people. But when you turn your attention to them... And you had a few hundred thousand people show up in Washington, our house, that's the people's house. And they show up outside because they, they want to show their frustrations and they want to question. Look, it's, it's the God-given right of every American citizen to question any election, any, any election. Anything the government does, we have the right to question. Now, does it give it the right to riot? No, of course not. Does it give us a right to break the law? No, of course not. But the majority of the people on January 6th were there peacefully. And to my knowledge, the only person who was shot and killed and flat up murdered on January 6th was Ashley Babbitt, a veteran. Why is it okay to kill an unarmed veteran uh, who, who, who was, maybe you could say she was part of a riot, but, but she was definitely part of a protest. But does that give you the right to shoot an unarmed veteran? Folks, this is what you've got to remember about January 6th. And when Kamala comes out and tells you that that January 6th should be celebrated every day, every day should be January 6th, and she's telling you that Pearl Harbor was not as bad, or January 6th is just as bad as Pearl Harbor, and January 6th is just as bad as 9-11, you need to laugh your tail off at her. And she needs to be ridiculed. Because, again, thousands of people died in Pearl Harbor. Thousands of people died in, not on 9-11. One person was murdered on January 6th, and that was a veteran, a veteran known as Ashley Babbitt. And why aren't there questions being answered about that? Her, she was unarmed. And here's another. Let me just say this. The Democrats and Kamala Harris and Biden, all of them, are running around in the CNN, MSNBC, ABC, NBC, even Fox News sometimes, some of the people, not all of them. uh, But most of the media is running around, insurrection, insurrection, insurrection. Oh, the insurrection of January 6th. You know why I know January 6th was not an insurrection? Because not one person has been charged, let alone brought to court under the charge of insurrection. Explain to me, CNN, MSNBC, Democrats, Progressive, Biden, Kamala, explain to me how we had an insurrection on January 6th when we are a year past and not one Charge has been brought to one citizen of insurrection. Not one person has been charged with it. Not one court case has come to court with the charge of insurrection. So you explain to me how you continually call January 6th an insurrection. And look, folks, there are countless of people sitting in solitary confinement just because they were present at this, uh, let's just say this this rally that became a protest in D.C. on January sixth. Now, if you broke the law, then you deserve to be have to face have your day in court. But somehow, there are people in solitary confinement right now who have not been afforded their day in court, and they're not being afforded their constitutional right to a speedy trial. And these questions need to be asked. Where are the Republicans, by the way? Where are the Republicans? Why are they not out every day fighting for the men and women who are sitting in jail not being afforded a speedy trial? These are questions that need to be asked. Because like I said, folks, the only death from January 6th was an unarmed veteran. So... You want to keep calling this an insurrection? Well, then you need to show me who's been charged with insurrection. Where's the court case where we are witnessing a case of insurrection? They're non-existing. Non-existent, I should say. Not one person from January 6th has been charged with the crime of insurrection or sedition for that matter. All that we have right now our trespassing charges uh, breaking and entering charges that's it not one person has been charged with insurrection the crime of insurrection so you see you see what the Democrats you see what kind of game they're engaged in and this is why I tell you you have to divorce the letter D why would you want to support a political party That is willing to lie to you, the American people, and we the people, willing to lie to us every day and embellish a, a, let's just say a small riot, but mostly a uh, protest from January 6th. You've got a political party that continues to try and tell you and convince you that it's an insurrection while at the same time not charging anyone with the crime of insurrection. So if you don't have a charge for the crime then you don't have the crime and if you don't have the crime you can't continually call it an insurrection. So I look folks this isn't this isn't rocket science. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm just using logic and common sense and I just play in a pool with facts. And if you do the same you would run away from today's Democrat Party so fast that you would probably break the record for the 40. <laughs> y- y'all might be better than the Alabama receivers were last night. Um, <clears throat> folks, it, it's just as simple as that. So if you're out there with any friends, family, um, you've got a bunch of uh, liberals out there that you know, and they're throwing January 6th in your face, ask them how many people were charged with insurrection. That's it. That's it. You don't need to argue with them. You just say, oh, insurrection, January 6th. Oh, okay. Well, how many people were charged with insurrection? And just wait till that blank look you get on their face. And that's, again, ladies and gentlemen, it's as simple as that. No charges of insurrection. Then clearly there was no insurrection. So that's about all I want to say about January 6th. But I had to bring it up because of last week. And I had to bring it up because of what Kamala, the audacity that Kamala Harris had to compare January 6th to Pearl Harbor and to compare it to 9-11. Do you know what an insult that is to every veteran, to every first responder? Look, if there's a veteran out there and a first responder out there that that votes Democrats after this, that they may not be able to be helped. Because I will tell you, ladies and gentlemen, you don't have an insurrection when you can't find anyone to charge with insurrection. All right, folks, we will be right back. Don't you go anywhere. This is the America's Web Radio.
0: If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely or you may have firearms you no longer want this message is for you i am a licensed ffl firearms dealer in the state of florida specializing in estate firearm purchases it is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws you can contact me for information at firearm liquidation service at outlook.com or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information, contact me at firearm liquidation service at outlook.com or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential.
1: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the Americas Broadcast Network.com. Thank you for
0: listening. The views, opinions, and content of the shows, hosts, and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station.
2: And welcome back. Look, My friends, I, you know, I can't put it any other way other than Kamala is just in way over her head. But to talk about January 6th, what it shows you is this is all they have. This is all the Democrats have. Are they going to talk about inflation? No. Do they want to talk about the economy? No. No. Do they want to talk about gas prices? No. Do they want to talk about the supply chain issue? Do they want to talk about empty shelves? No, they don't. And let me do this as a public service announcement. Uh, I, I just If you've gone to the store in the past few days, have you noticed that there's a little bit less toilet paper and paper products out there? Uh, you might not be able to find a certain cream cheese. You may not be able to find... Ground beef. You may see a shortage of chicken. All of this stuff is happening now. And this isn't the fault of Donald Trump. This isn't the fault of the Republicans. The Democrats control everything, my friends. They control everything. And all of these problems, this is what the Democrats are facing. When the Democrats look into the mirror, they see inflation skyrocketing they see empty shelves they see gas prices going through the roof they see an economy that's faltering so what what do you do if you're a democrat well you go run to january 6th and you talk about it ad nauseum and then you try to create something that wasn't january 6th and that's as simple as that ladies and gentlemen that is why that is why they're doing what they're doing the only weapon right now that the Democrats feel that they have as we go into a major election year. I mean, 2022, here we are. We're on our way now to to the midterm elections. And all the Democrats, when they reach back in that quiver (laughs) and they're reaching for that arrow to win the midterms, there's nothing there. So the only thing that they create is January 6th. And so you're going to hear... Ad nauseum, January 6th, January 6th, January 6th, all the way up until the elections. Now, I one of the other stories I wanted to talk about today, and I can transition into this right now because I'm a talented talk show host. No. uh, Because if you pay attention to the Democrats and pay attention to the Biden White House, you're starting to see them try to change their narrative on COVID. And they're trying to change the narrative because we already know that that Biden threw up his hands and gave up. You know, you had Biden all through the campaign say he was going to shut down the virus. And then when he took office last year, he was going to shut down the virus. You remember what he was saying? I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm going to shut down the virus. Yeah, that's what Biden was saying over and over and over. And then a couple of weeks ago, Biden looked at the governors and said, there's no federal solution to COVID. It's a state issue. You guys figure it out. Don't come to me. I got ice cream to eat. I got a basement to hide in. I got a vacation to take in Delaware. That's the Biden administration. So now pay attention to the Democrats as they try and change the narrative And they're starting to tell, look, there's not new information coming out right now about COVID. There's just information being let out for the first time coming out right now. So as you find out, half the hospitalizations in New York are not COVID related. You find out that, my goodness, I think two-thirds of the recorded deaths were not just COVID. They had up up to six comorbidities. So all this information is starting to come out and the Democrats are trying to figure out how can they change the narrative? How can they use, let release the information that you and I already knew. Dr. Atlas told us many of these things uh, in 2020, but they were trying to shut him down. And then uh, they were able to use fear and beat Trump. And now here we are at 2022 heading into an election. And the polling is so bad for the Democrats. Look, everything you're hearing about the polling, it's trust me, it's worse. If they're reporting Biden's numbers being 40, his number's probably 30. And the internal polls are showing that. The Democrats' eternal polls are far worse than what the public, what we are seeing in, po- in polling. So you're going to see this shift. So so watch out for the Democrats as they try to wiggle and release information. Oh oh, COVID's not bad. Oh Omicron is not bad. Now look, the fact of the matter is Omicron is probably less uh, harmful than regular than the regular flu. But they didn't want you to know that because they were using fear to try and control you, using fear to try to win elections. Well now that's not working. The polling is showing that. So now the Democrats are going to release, oh, it's not so bad here. It's not so bad there. These aren't really COVID deaths. Oh, we did this number wrong. Because they're going to try and beef up and show you that, oh, we have a handle on COVID now. And it's just going to be funny to watch how they try and maneuver this. When at the same time, you've got progressives that don't want to let the fear go. And uh, it, it just watching this explode within the Democrat Party is quite hilarious. And I've already told you guys the battle that's going on in the Democrat Party that you'll never see reported. It's going on. The Jill Biden faction is fighting with the Kamala faction, and, and they're fighting with a with everybody else, and the Obama factions fighting with uh, also fighting with the Kamala faction. I mean, the Democrats are not well. And then you've got the Pelosi's and the Schumer's. Who are in a constant battle with the AOCs and the Shahibs and the squad. Now the squad thinks they're they're they think they're infallible, they think they're unbeatable. They think they have total control. And you know what's giving fodder to that? as as you have Democrat after Democrat establishment Democrat retire or announce their retirement this year, it's going to open the door for AOC and the progressive squad to really, really seize power over the Democrat Party. Uh, So keep your eye out. This is going to be, if anybody tells you 2022 is going to be boring, uh, they don't know what's coming or they're they're pretending they don't see what's coming because 2022 is going to be quite exciting and it's going to be fun just watching the Democrats try and uh, destroy each other. Uh, especially the squad. The squad is going to, they see blood in the water and they're going to crush the Democrat party and, and then they're going to seize control of it and wow, I mean, you, you've you got a Democrat party that no longer resembles what Kennedy was. You're going to have a Democrat party that is strictly a socialist Marxist party that's going to be controlled and run by AOC and her merry band of squad members. So keep an eye on all that, folks. Keep an eye on all of it. It's, it's just going to—this year is going to be crazy. Now, what are the Republicans going to do? Are they going to seize an opportunity? So far, they're shooting themselves in the foot, just like these establishment Republicans can do or always do. It is amazing to me to watch the establishment Republicans sit back and think that they can just win by doing nothing. And their willingness, their willingness to win while doing nothing. Um, we'll get into more of this as as I get into some other shows as we get in through the new year. But I am I will give you a taste. The Republicans need to get off their romps and run with education, and 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 they the just the educational issue alone can put more Republicans into victories in 20, this year in twenty twenty two and have a outstanding takeover of the House, but they've got to wake up. So we the voter have got to make the Republicans wake up. So, legendary Dave just pointed something out to me and I want to, let me go back to AOC real quick. You know, AOC who's the leading member of the squad who tells you, you need to live perpetually in a mask and you need to be triple boosted and quadruple boosted and you need to just shut up and obey put on your obedience mask and obey. And you need to hate Florida. Remember, AOC said Florida was killing people. Not New York. Not New York where you had a governor who literally killed people. But she wants to tell you that Florida was killing people. And now what happened? Where was AOC spotted over New Year's? AOC who is vaccinated and is boosted, I bet you AOC is quadruple boosted. Where did she go to celebrate the new year? Why, she went to the free state of Florida. She went to Miami. And every picture that AOC has been been found on was massless and hugging people and just having... The best time of her life, she came to Miami Beach, Florida to have a normal New Year's Eve party while telling you that you shouldn't have a normal New Year's Eve party, that you should stay masked up and you should stay in your house. But remember, folks, the burdens to be put and lived by you will not be burdened by the political class. If there was ever an elitist or privileged class in this country, it is the political elitist privileged class. And you they want to tell you that white supremacy, white supremacy, there's no such thing as white. There's no white supremacy going on. But there is politically political elitist class privilege going on. And you see it Every day it's out there. You just have to open your eyes. And if you're a Democrat sick sycophant voter, it really is time for you to open your eyes. How else can you explain when AOC tells the people of New York and everyone else on her little Instagram page that you need to be scared to death of Omicron and that you need to have a mask on 100% wherever you go and that you should probably not have a party? She tells you that. And then she runs to Miami. This is how dumb she is, thinking that no one's going to take a picture of her. But she runs, she goes to the state that she tells you was killing people. And she tells you that DeSantis is the evil devil. But she goes down to Florida and she spends a week or so celebrating New Year's, partying it up with no mask and no worries, no distancing, Nothing. Everything she tells you to do. Now understand, I think we should all be back to normal now. There should be no mask. You should have whatever party you want to have and enjoy your life. Of course, you take precautions. You take extra care for the elderly. You take extra care for people with comorbidities. You take extra care for the obese. In fact, we ought to be out encouraging that you get out and start working out. Because the best way to combat COVID is to be healthy. But AOC doesn't want you to know. AOC wants you in a mask. She wants you to be uh, vaccinated and quadruple boosted like she is. And then she goes down and parties it up in the state that she tells you is killing people. Well, now AOC is tested positive for covid So AOC is having to quarantine her little butt in New York, I guess. Or maybe she's in D.C. I don't know. I don't really care where she is. I hope she left Florida. Because now she's tested positive. Look, I wish her the best. I don't want anyone to suffer from COVID. And thank God right now, Omicron doesn't seem to be hurting anyone. It really seems to be less harmful than the regular flu. So that's a good thing, folks. It's a good thing. We need to relish in the fact that COVID looks like it's taking the same path that all the other viruses have taken. And it's weakening and weakening and weakening. That's a good thing. But I have to point out the hypocrisy of AOC. I have to point out the hypocrisy. Because AOC will tell you to live in a mask. Deprive yourself of oxygen. And stay out of the state of Florida, which is killing people, according to AOC. And then she runs down there, and she lives it up with no mask. Hypocrisy, folks. Hypocrisy to the biggest letter H. All right, folks, we will be right back. We're going to take our next break here. Don't go anywhere. This is the America's Web Radio.
0: If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at firearmliquidationservice@outlook.com. at Outlook.com. Or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information, contact me at Liquidation Service at Outlook.com or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential.
1: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the Americas Broadcast Network.com. Thank you for listening.
2: Yeah, we're back. You are listening to The Only Point with Victor Show. I am Victor There is The Mexican not afraid to be American. Hey, so has AOC has she come out and blame COVID for for getting COVID because COVID wanted to date her? Um according to AOC, if you're a Republican, and you don't like her policies, it's just because you're sexually frustrated. So is it possible that COVID just wants to date and get real close and up and personal with AOC? I mean, inquiry minds want to know. I tell you what, folks. And look, I apologize if my, my voice goes in and out. I I'm a, got a little bit of a throat thing going on, but don't you worry. I will power through it. So, so I mean that's I, that is the hypocrisy. I have a listener who just pointed out the hypocrisy of the left is unbelievable. It is, truly is unbelievable. And the sad thing about it is they get away with it. You know, the only thing worse than Democrats' hypocrisy is the me- media allowing them to get away with it. Uh, it. It's it's sad, and and it's hard to fight that. It really is. I know the. I could see the frustration in this listener, uh, in this listener's comment. And and what I can tell you, ladies and gentlemen, you've got to be willing to stand up and talk to your friends, to talk to your neighbors, talk to your family. Don't be afraid to stand up for your point of view, and uh, don't argue, don't fight. I, I don't want you to do that. But you have, you should have the confidence to stand your ground. Because all of the facts are on our side. And when I say our side, I don't mean the Republican establishment side. I mean the side of common sense, the side of logic. Uh, when you look at politics, you really should make your, your choice and, and your views should, be, should come from facts that are on the ground. They should come from things that you can check and double check and check and check and look at the logic uh, just as, let's take, for instance, Dr. Fauci. Let's take King Fauci. This bozo is out today attacking Rand Paul. Now, look, I know Fauci thinks he's the smartest man on the planet. But unless you think you can go toe-to-toe with somebody, you shouldn't pick a fight with him. And Dr. Fauci picking a fight with Rand Paul, oh man, I I just put the popcorn on the stove, give me a Mountain Dew that's really cold. And I'm just going to sit back and I'm going to watch this. I can't wait. But yes, breaking news, Fauci is out there today attacking Rand Paul. Now, first of all, Fauci's attacking Rand Paul, saying that he's raising money for his Senate race or just raising money in general off of bashing poor Fauci. Fauci, I guess, has lost some standing in the media maybe or or maybe he's lost standing now with the American people finally. So now he's kind of sees himself not as relevant as he thought. So he's attacking Rand Paul. All right, this is going to be funny. Ladies and gentlemen, this is just going to be fun to watch. Rand Paul is going to intellectually, academically destroy Dr. Fauci. I mean, here's a guy in Fauci who tried to cover up the origins of COVID-19. I mean, he really ought to be run out of town. Fauci needs to be run out of town. But here he is. This guy is so full of himself that now he thinks he's got the wherewithal to go after Rand Paul, this is going to get good, folks. It's going to get good. But I, I just had to give that little bit of breaking news. But, uh, but again, you know, look back to the hypocrisy. All you can do, ladies and gentlemen, is get your own facts in a row. Stand, you know that that what you believe is right, and and stand by it. Stand by it. And when you have a Democrat uh, or a progressive who tries to call you names and all that, walk away from them, or just Point out their hypocrisies. Uh, It's a great thing, and you want a big hypocrisy to point out. If they bring up January sixth, remind them of the over five hundred riots and looting events that took place in twenty twenty. Remind them of the bombing of the Capitol in the nineteen fifties by Puerto Rican terrorists. Remind them of, I believe it was twenty seventeen. When the, was it the pink hat ladies or whatever they called themselves, stormed the Capitol. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, they stormed the Capitol. And they, in fact, they went into the halls of the Senate. Why wasn't that an insurrection? Why are we calling those things an insurrection? The bombing in the 1950s, the actual bombing of the Capitol that actually injured some representatives. Why isn't that called an insurrection? Why aren't you told about that? So bring these things up. So as a voter, make yourself knowledgeable, whether you're getting information from me, the On Point with Victor show, or you're getting it from some other show. Get the information, verify the information, do your own research, and then be prepared to call out the hypocrisy of the left. And you'll feel better for doing it. Now, remember, I don't fight with, the, with liberals and progressives. Don't let them take you down the name-calling road. If they, if they can only resort to name-calling, which in many, many instances, that's all they can resort to, just walk away from them. Walk away. Eventually, you're going to find somebody who just doesn't know. They may be a Democrat voter, but they just don't know what they don't know. And they will be willing to listen to you, and they will acknowledge when you point out the hypocrisies. So don't worry. You'll find people like that. But there's going to be 25, 30 percent that are the wacko left that are going to call you names. And they, they don't care if the devil himself told them that the, he was a Democrat. They would, they would still stand and line up behind him. So those are, there's a percentage of those progressive wacko left. You're not going to change their mind and you shouldn't even try. Don't waste your time. But there will be people that you can reach. Just make sure you've got your information, uh, all your ducks in a row, for lack of a better expression. And then you'll, you'll, you'll feel better and you'll feel more confident. So, And if you ever have questions, you can always reach out to me at uh, victor at americaswebradio.com, victor at americaswebradio.com. So, all right, let's uh, <clears throat> move on to a few other things. So the Supreme Court, is hearing arguments on the uh, OSHA vax mandate, the Biden's uh, runaround mandate. Uh, you know, here's what you need to remember, ladies and gentlemen. If, if you remember Biden a few months ago, right before, if you, if you look at the timing, look, I've told you before that Democrats don't do anything by mistake. They, everything, is, they have, they, everything the Democrats do is calculated If you go back to right before Afghanistan fell Right before the Biden-Afghanistan debacle If you go before that Biden was out there saying And so were the Democrats Including Psaki Were all on TV saying We do not have the authority to mandate a vaccine The federal government does not have that kind of authority The executive branch doesn't have that kind of authority Biden was saying that himself In a moment of clarity that he had back then Psaki was saying that and the Democrats were saying that, except for the progressive tards. They, of course, think they have all the power in the world because they think they are uh, authoritarians. They want to be authoritarians. But Biden back then knew. But then Afghanistan happened at the debacle that is Afghanistan. Folks, we still have people being held captive in Afghanistan to this day. But if you look back, when, when that debacle happened, when, when Biden royally screwed up Afghanistan, they what did he do? He ran to, the, to have a press conference and addressed the American people, not about his failure of Afghanistan. Oh, no. He pulled out the mandate. And the runaround that he used was OSHA. So now here we are today. Now, look, the, again, the Democrats did it for a reason. In one minute they're telling you, we can't do it. We don't have the power. And then a debacle like Afghanistan happens. They need to change the narrative. So screw the Constitution. We're going to find a runaround way to do the mandate because that'll take the attention of the American people off of Afghanistan. That's why this happened. So here we are now, finally, the Supreme Court is hearing the arguments uh, against the mandate. There is no doubt, ladies and gentlemen, the federal government and the executive branch do not have the authority to force the American people to get vaccinated. So they use OSHA and OSHA doesn't have the authority either. I expect the Supreme Court to shoot this down. I would love... Maybe next week I will have Mark the Shark uh, on. Maybe next week. And we'll talk about... Maybe the decision will come down by next week. If not, I would love to pick Mark's brain about how he feels this is going to fall out. But for all intents and purposes, the Supreme Court should knock down this mandate. Because... Biden does not have This kind of authority and, and ladies and gentlemen If we continue to allow Biden To obfuscate and just ignore The Constitution Then we're going to allow the Democrat Party To become an authoritarian party And now the only way we're going to be able To deal with it is to throw them out And we have to start in November But I would Like for the Supreme Court To uphold the Constitution And they need to throw out these mandates so maybe that's going to happen now here's what's really sad you want to talk about hypocrisy and you want to talk about the lies the Democrats are willing to tell we have a justice Sotomayor who set who sits on the bench and blatantly lied now look she either lied knowingly or she is so misinformed that she's putting out some of the worst misinformation has Twitter knocked sotomayor off Twitter for her misinformation has Facebook knocked Sotomayor off if if she's even on Facebook. But Sotomayor, Justice Sotomayor actually looked at the lawyers in this courtroom and said that their 100,000 kids were on ventilators due to COVID. That is a lie. There has never been 100,000, let alone 100 children on ventilators due to COVID. And then she said, she didn't stop there. Then she said that Omicron was just as deadly as Delta. That is either her knowingly lying or she is so full of misinformation because of the people around her that she just doesn't know the truth. So look, if you are a lawyer in that courtroom, it is your duty to hold Justice Sotomayor accountable for the lies or misinformation she just told. So that's another good question I'd like to ask Mark. So, okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting to the end of the show here. Look, this has been great. This has been awesome. I am thrilled to be back, and I will be back in studio hopefully next week. And uh, we're going to have another good show. So, folks, stay tuned for Locked and Loaded with Roger B. He's up next. I'm out. The views,
0: opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's web radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station.
1: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the Americas dot com. Thank you for listening.